Hello, and welcome to the Federal Contracting Made Easy podcast, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that any small business owner can master. Now, let me introduce your host, Nancy Byerly. Hello, and welcome to Federal Contracting Made Easy, where it's our goal is to take the complex world of government contracting and break it down into simple steps that anyone can master. I'm your host, Nancy. Today, we're going to be talking about how to file a government accountability office protest, otherwise known as a GAO protest. But before we get into that, let's roll that intro, shall we? Welcome back. I wanted to take a minute and thank everyone that supported Federal Contracting Made Easy by joining our giveaway. The four winners have been selected, and they should have received an email and their books by now, hopefully, if they email me back with their addresses. Alrighty, let's get started, shall we? So today, we're not going to walk you through the actual process of filing a GAO protest. No. It's too complicated for that. There's actually plenty of videos out there on how to go through and utilize the GAO's website to do it. What we're going to do is give you the background information that you need to know in order to do the actual protest and what regulations you need to know. So let's get into that, shall we? GAO regulations. All right, so the first place that logically anyone we go to would be the Federal Acquisition Register, otherwise known as the FAR. And yes, the FAR does contain GAO protest procedures. However, when I looked at the FAR recently, those procedures are outdated and they are not current. So to find the current ones, you need to go to the Code of Federal Regulations, otherwise known as the CFR. Now, what's the difference between the CFR and the FAR? Well, the CFR, the Code of Federal Regulations, provides the rules and regulations that govern contracting for one of the things that they cover. They cover a variety of things. Now, the Federal Acquisition Regulation, known as the FAR, that is covers the acquisition processor, the steps necessary to be able to purchase products and services. So that's a difference between the two. The CFR has the updated procedures. I've looked at this just recently to verify this information before I decided to do the video. So where do you go? Well, you want to go to Title IV of the CFR Part 21. Again, that's Title IV of the CFR Part 21. That's going to cover the GAO protests and the actual procedures that you need to follow. Now, another important point, if you discover that the FAR and the CFR don't agree, which one's the winner? Well, the CFR actually trumps the FAR because the CFR is actually the rules and regulations where the FAR is actually the acquisition process. So again, the CFR trumps the FAR. Now, remember when I told you that GAO's filing procedures in the FAR were not correct? GAO has moved to an online system to file all protests through them. So it's, it's called the GAO Electronic Protest Docketing System, 
or EPDS for short. Now this system is where you will go and you will upload certain things to this website. And also the biggest caveat to that is you have to pay $350 filing fee in order to file your protest. Well, what's that money to be used for? Well, according to the website, that money is to be used to enhance and to keep this website going. So they're going through and saying, if you want to file a protest, you've got to pay $350 and that money will be used to continually improve and update the website. Now, I found this website to be very useful and very helpful. Their facts or frequently asked questions are spot on. They pretty much will answer 99% of the questions that you'll have. They also will have videos that will walk you through how to use the system and how to file, including how to deal with classified information that may be in a procurement that you are going after because you cannot upload classified information into the system. It's not secure enough for that. So it will walk you through the steps that you need to do. Alrighty, so you went ahead and you filed your protest and you did the elect electronic system and you filed your protest. Now, GAO will have to notify the agency that you filed a protest because you went to GAO. You didn't go through the agency, so they're not going to be aware of it until GAO tells them that. So GAO is going to notify that agency through a written notice. They can also do a telephone call followed up by the written notice to give them a heads up that it's coming. If the protest is on an awarded contract, then the contracting agency has to notify the contractor. If the contract award has not been made, then the agency has to notify all eligible parties for potential award. So in other words, all interested parties will be notified that yes, there is an actual protest and they will be notified through the actual agency. Now the contracting agency has to provide those contractors or the potential contractor the copy of the actual protest. But what does that written notice that they send out contain? Well, that written notice is going to tell them that they can communicate only with GAO. If they have communicated with the agency and other interested parties regarding this matter, then they need to send all that communication to GAO. Okay. Also, you do have the option of filing a protective order. A protective order is used for sensitive information. So if you do request a protective order, then you need to send to the contracting officer a redacted portion of the protest that eliminates, that does not have the sensitive information in it so that they can send it out to everyone that's involved with the protest. So what information can I protect? Proprietary or confidential information, source selection information, or other information that the release of which could result in a competitive advantage to one or more businesses may be protected under a GAO protection order. Material or other information identified as protected by any party will be subject to the protection under the terms of the actual protection order, unless GAO specifically provides otherwise. 
Protected material includes information, whether on paper, in electronic format, or orally disclosed. So what will the contracting activity do? Meanwhile, once the contracting officer has been notified by GAO of the protest, then they're going to have to start gathering all the necessary information because they have to put it into a report. This report is due to GAO within 30 days. Unless GAO has advised the procuring activity that the protest has been dismissed, they must continue working on this report. However, the procuring agency does have the option of requesting an extension. If the extension is granted by GAO, the report will not be due until the date that GAO specified in their letter back granting the extension. Contracting agency has to update the protest file with a new date granted by GAO, and also the file has to be updated with the actual date of the extension. There are two options GAO has to process a protest. The first one is the standard option. The second one is the express option. If the express option is used, then the procuring activity, or ultimately the contracting officer, only has 20 days to complete the report and send it to GAO. So they have to continue working on this report until such time as GAO tells them that the protest has been dismissed or a result of the protest has been found. However, if the procuring activity does have the option requesting an extension, we talked about this before, if the extension is granted by GAO, the report will not be due until the date that that extension was granted. In addition, the contracting agency has to update Again, the protest file with a new date granted by GAO. Also, the file would be updated with the extension request. So all that information, anything to do with the protest, has to go in that protest file. This prospective offer can request reasonable access to the protest file. The procuring agencies were responsible for providing you with that access. However, the prospective offerer may not have access if GAO dismisses the protest prior to the documents be sitting to GAO. So if the agency hasn't submitted the documents because they're not due yet, then and it's dismissed before the agency submits that, that information, then you cannot receive the act. You will not have access to the protest file. We talked before about protective orders. These protective orders will cause certain sections of the protest file to be redacted. Who else will have access to the protest file? Well, any actual or prospective offerers can also obtain access to that file. Remember, it will only be the redacted portion that they will have access to. When is the protest file made available? Not until after the procuring activity has resubmitted its report to GAO. So the protest file will contain the filing information. It has an index the protest, the offer submitted by the protester, the offer being considered for award or being protested, all relevant evaluation documents, the solicitation including specifications or the portions that pertain to the actual protest, and any other documents deemed relevant to the protest. And that's what the documents that the procuring agency deems 
to be relevant will be included in the protest. These documents include the documents that was requested by the protester. So any documents you request, that also is going to be in this. So what happens prior to the procuring activity report being filed with GAO? So the procuring activity must provide to all parties and GAO a listing of documents or portion of the documents that the procuring agency has released to the protester. So any information they release to you has to be in this file. This must happen a minimum of five days prior to the report being filed with GAO. In addition, the procuring activity must include a listing of documents that it intends to include in its report. Also, they must provide a listing of documents that it intends to withhold from the protester. And the procuring activity must also provide a reason as to why these documents are being withheld. The protester only has two days after receipt of the listing to file an objection to the scope of non-disclosure or disclosure with GAO and the other parties. As you can tell, the protest is taken seriously at every level, and the protest adds a ton of work on the procuring agency, particularly the contracting officer. Okay, what is contained in the report the procuring activity sends to the GAO? In that report, it's going to include the following. The protest, the offer submitted by the protester, the offer being considered for award or being protested, all relevant evaluation documents, source selection, including specifications, any other documents. It's going to include the contracting officer's statement of relevant facts, including the best estimate of the contract value and a memorandum of law. The procuring activity report is very detailed as shown by the above documents, but we have not said what is contained in the contracting officer's statement. Next, we're going to go through that. So you can see that the solicitations, all the stuff we kind of mentioned, briefly discussed before, all this is included, including the contracting officer's statement. So the contracting officer's statement must set forth the findings, any actions and recommendations, or any other additional evidence or information not provided in the protest file may be necessary to determine the merits of the protest. In addition, it'll include a list of parties being provided all the documents. So whatever documents any party receives, that's going to be in this listing also. When will the protester and the interested parties receive the documents? That's a great question. It happens at the same time that the procuring activity submits its report to GAO. The procuring activity will then send the relevant documents to the protester. However, the procuring activity will withhold those documents that are protected by a protective order under GAO. Any documents are going to be released according to the terms of the protective order. And any other documents that the procuring agency wishes to withhold will also be withheld. What documents can the procuring activity withhold? Well, the procuring activity may withhold from the report any documents previously furnished to or prepared for by a party. They will also withhold classified information and any information that can give a party a competitive advantage. Any documents provided to, by the protester that is covered under law or regulation may be withheld. So let's talk about protective orders a little bit. Um, we didn't go into great detail. GAO may issue protective orders which will establish the terms, 
conditions, restrictions, for per- or provision for any document to any interested party. These protective orders prohibit or restrict the disclosure of sensitive information, trade secrets, or any proprietary or confidential research, development, or commercial information that is contained within any of the documents. However, protective orders do not authorize withholding of any documents or information from the United States Congress or any executive agency. They can have access to those documents. Request for protective orders. So, any party seeking an issuance of a protective order must file its request with GAO as soon as practical after the protest is filed. Be sure to provide copies simultaneously to all parties. Any party may, within two days after receipt of a copy of protective order request, request that certain dockets be excluded under the coverage of the protective order, or that parties or individuals be included in or excluded from this protective order. Again, copies of the request has to be provided to all parties. So what happens if additional documents become evident after the protective order has been issued? If, after the protective order has been issued, additional documents become evident, any party may request that these documents be added to the protective order. Again, these requests need to be filed with GAO and copies need to be sent simultaneously to all parties. GAO may impose appropriate sanctions for any violation of the terms of the protective orders. Improper disclosure of the protected information will entitle the aggregate party to all appropriate remedies under law or equity. Also, GAO may take appropriate action against which fails to protect documents designated in the protective order. As you can tell, the government takes any disclosure of information contained under these protective orders very seriously. Can I comment on the procuring activity report? So you, the protester and any other interested party can provide a copy of any comments on the procuring activity report directly to GAO within 10 days or 5 days. 10 days if it's standard, 5 days if it's an express as option is used. These 10 days or 5 days start upon the receipt of the report. You will need to provide a copy of your comments to GAO, the contracting officer, and again, all interested parties. Now, a hearing may also be held, and if this is the case, then comments are due within five days after the close of the hearing. Agencies must provide GAO with the name, title, telephone number of one or more officials in both the field and headquarters offices whom GAO may contact. These individuals need to be knowledgeable about the subject matter regarding the protest. Each procuring activity must be responsible for properly advising GAO of any change in any of the designated officials. So what happens when GAO receives a protest prior to the contract award? Once the procuring agency receives notice of GAO protest has been filed directly with GAO, the contract cannot be awarded unless through the procuring agency procedures, the head of the procuring agency on a non-delegable basis and upon written finding that there is an urgent and compelling circumstances which significantly affect the interests of the United States that will not permit waiting until GAO makes its decision. In addition, the award is likely to occur within 30 days of the written findings. Remember that both conditions here must be met. The contract will not be awarded until the contracting agency has notified GAO of its findings. 
Contracting officer must notify the officers who might be eligible for the award awarded contract of the protest on contracts where the procuring agency is waiting on the outcome of the GAO protest. In addition, the contracting office will request prior to the expiration time for acceptance of their offer to extend the time for acceptance. In other words, remember when we talked about doing your actual bid proposals, we said you put a date in there that this this offer is good until X date. Well, they're going to automatically ask you, what is your drop dead date on your offer now? Because it's obviously going to be held up because GAO protest. So you, they're going to request an extension. It's in your best interest to extend it at least, at least about 120 days, I'd say, just to be on the safe side. So you have to notify them if you're going to extend your offer. And the whole purpose of this is so they don't have to go out and resolicitate again. What happens if GAO receives the protests after award? So when a procuring agency receives notification from GAO within 10 days after the award of the contract or five days after a debriefing offered to a protester, the contracting officer must immediately suspend performance or terminate the contract award. Again, there are exceptions. If the head of the procuring agency makes a written determination that the performance of this contract is in the best interest of the government and the authorizes the contractor to perform the contract, or the head of the procuring agency determines that there is an urgent and compelling circumstance that significantly affects the interests of the United States and does not permit waiting on GAO for the outcome. Now, the procuring activity cannot authorize contract performance until they notify GAO of whatever, whatever its findings are. However, the procuring activity decided to suspend performance or terminate the awarded contract. The contracting office must attempt to negotiate a mutual agreement at a no-cost basis. What happens if the procuring activity receives notice of a filed protest with GAO after 10 days after award or after, say, the sixth day after a debriefing? The contracting officer doesn't have to suspend the contract performance or terminate the contract. However, if the contracting officer believes that the award may be invalidated and a delay in receiving the supplies or service is not harmful to the government's interest, he or she may suspend or terminate the contract. So it's up to them. Will the government notify the protester if they elect to continue the contract? Once the decision is made to award the contract or continue contract performance has been decided, the contracting officer must include in the written findings or other required documentation of the file. In addition, the contracting officer must provide written notice of the decision to the protester and any other interested party. Yes, you will be notified if the contracting officer decides to go ahead and continue with the contract. Well, what about hearings? Now, GAO can hold a hearing at the request of the procuring agency, a protester, or other interested party who has responded to the notice. A recording or transcript of the hearing is normally made, and copies can be obtained through GAO. All parties may file comments on the hearing and the agency within five days after the hearing, which we discussed before. When will GAO make a recommendation? Well, GAO will make a recommendation on a protest within 100 days from the date of filing the protest with GAO, or 65 days if the express option is used and amend the protest that adds new grounds as long as it's received within the initial time frame. 
Now, if GAO cannot resolve the amended protest within the initial time frame, they may resolve the amended through an express option. What happens if the procuring agency does not fully implement the GAO recommendation? So if the procuring agency fails to implement the GAO's recommendation for solicitation for a contract or award for a proposed contract, they have to do so within 60 days. The head of the procuring agency must notify GAO that it failed to implement the GAO recommendations no later than five days after the expiration of the 60-day period. The report must also include the reasons why GAO's recommendations, exclusive of costs, were not followed by the agency. Normally, the contracting agency will follow GAO guidelines. As you can imagine, most contracting activities prefer to resolve the protests at their level. It is much faster to resolve the protest issues than waiting the 100 days for GAO to make a decision. Even though the express option of the procuring activity protest can take a minimum of 15 days faster, it's still going to be slower. I mean, it's still slower than an agency protest. So in summary, it can take up 100 days for GAO to resolve an actual GAO protest. And also, protective orders can be used. Remember, we talked about the protective orders. Title IV, Part 21 covers the GAO process. Also, if you go to gao.gov, I'll have some links in today's show notes. There you can find links to the actual CFR that will go through and walk you through the process. You can also go to gao.gov and look up their protests, and they have a, an infinite amount of information there for you to be able to go through and figure it out. Remember, you have to file a filing fee of $350. That's it for this week's episode. Please join us next week. We, until then, be safe.